good evening. So glad you tuned in to watch our Wednesday night Believers Meeting broadcast. And uh, welcome wherever you are locally in the Treasure Valley in Idaho or wherever you are in the world. We're glad you tuned in tonight. We're going to have a real good time. I believe that God will work through this, uh, this time we have together here. Uh, we have, as you can see, a group of us. We've been kind of uh, tag-teaming to some degree for quite a while in our Wednesday night believers meetings. We have pastors Doug, Bill, and Mickey uh, together with me. <laughs> and uh, we, we're just here to, to have a good time and just to let God work in us and work through us. Uh, you might wonder, especially those of you who faithfully attend our believers meetings, how in the world we're going to do this online. And... Uh, <laughs> I have that same question. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but but we're, we're doing it. Here we are. And uh, uh, many are familiar with kind of the potential of what happens in a believer's meeting. And really, it's all over the map. We kind of come in with a blank sheet of paper and say, Lord, lead us and direct us mm-hmm. however you want. Mm-hmm. But some of the elements that take place in a live in-person service aren't going to be in this setting. Uh, there won't be any laying on of hands, uh, at least not from us, <laughs> maybe in your own home. Um, probably not extended times of worship and waiting on the Lord, though we may do a little bit of that, uh, but we probably won't go for a half hour just praising God. Um, not sure if that would be the most beneficial way to do it online. Uh, nevertheless, uh, I'm convinced at, that, that God is present here. He's present with you. And you will experience God in this service tonight. That's my faith. That's my belief in how he works. That's my confidence in knowing that he gets involved with what we're doing here. And so, uh, like I've said to you in other online services, I encourage you to remove distractions and, uh, and dial in. Just get settled. Get Sit down. Stand up. But whatever you want to do, stay focused. Uh, and, and, and let God work in your life more than anything, more than anything we're doing here. I want you to be able to say, you know, I experienced God tonight. He spoke to me. He worked in me. I was healed. I got direction, wisdom, peace, joy. I had an experience with Almighty God. And uh, how many of you think that that's the way it ought to be in church every time? I mean, we're not just trying to put on a good speech. This is not a TED talk, (laughs) you know. That's not our goal, just to have an accurate and, you know, excellent transfer of information. We want more than that. We want an experience with God. And so uh, expect right now that God will work in you. He will speak to you. He will work in your life here tonight. Praise God. Um, Amen. You know, some might say, well, what is a believer's meeting? How is that different from other types of meetings? Um, obviously, this setting is different from all other types, <laughs> practically. But um, our, our goal is really just to be led by the Spirit, to say things that are right and necessary and really inspired in the moment. And so there may be some teaching. There may be some prophecy. There may be words of knowledge. There, there may be just any number of things. We may pray for you over the, uh, over the airwaves. And uh, 
nevertheless, in everything we do, we believe that God will be in the middle of it and He'll lead us as we go. So if you're not in faith, come on, giddy up. Get in faith right now. Why don't you say it with me? Say, I believe, I believe that God is working. That God is in my life now. In my life, He now. will work. He, he will work in this service. In this service, I will. I will hear from heaven. Hear from heaven. I will. I will receive what God receive what has God intended has intended for me to receive, me to receive during this time. During this time, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise God. You guys have any have any thoughts? You know, um, <clears throat> as we were praying, getting prepared for this service, Pastor Mark and and you. You hit on it, and I just want to um, share one of the things Holy Spirit was sharing with me about Him and us and this service is nothing we do in His name is normal. Mm -hmm. Everything we do in His name is mm -hmm. extraordinary and powerful and mighty. And so even though we don't get to be together mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, where we could lay hands on, on, on you and pray for you, no, we're doing this in Jesus' name, mm -hmm. and it's, it's not normal. It's extraordinary. And because of that, all the things that Pastor Mark was, was speaking into, uh, into this service and into your lives, um, you're going to get healed. There's going to be prophecy. There's going to be word of knowledge flowing because Jesus' name is wrapped up in this and, and it's for his glory. And so, again, have expectation. Tonight's your night. Amen. 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 Good deal. Amen. Well, um, uh, like I say, a, a believer's meeting is about letting God move. It's about yeah. an experience with Him. Uh, it is about, you know, being led by the Spirit. Um, you know, the glory of God is a very real thing. As described in Scripture, different people would experience God that way. And uh, I think it's important for us to understand that God does not just relate to us intellectually. Um, he created the mind, obviously. He wants us to be engaged on a mental level on some, on some level. But he wants to engage us spiritually. He engages us with his presence. And there's the old saying that some things are better caught than taught. And, uh, and, and, and so that's my, that's my desire. I want to I catch some stuff. I want you to catch some things from the Lord tonight. And, uh, and just let him work in your life. Praise God. Sometimes in the middle of this, the way I, the way I like to do this mm -hmm. is I, when I start to sense the presence of God, I like to slow down. Mm. It's, it's a little bit Amen. harder to do mm -hmm. no. <laughs> on a camera, I think, yeah. at least in my head, because yeah. every moment when you slow down, it seems like it's a long time, though it's not. In a live yeah. service right. with people, we all yeah. do it together, mm -hmm. but yeah. if we need to slow down and pause at any moment, um, keep your mind on the Lord. And let him, let him, let him speak to you, and let Amen. him work in your life tonight. Amen. 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 Praise God. Amen. Yeah, I was just gonna, I was just gonna, it's on my heart to say, you know, one thing that's regular for us to encourage uh, the believer service when we're all here is, is to participate. Don't just be, you know, someone in the audience that's that's just spectating. We wanna, we wanna have everybody participating, and uh, I think you have to be more intentional with that even now. Uh, right in your right in your living room, wherever you're watching, uh, participate. Let it not be something that you're just spectating. But when when there's instruction, maybe it's stand up and praise the Lord, whatever it might be. Uh, participate. Do it with us, and I believe it's going to have a huge impact on your your you having an encounter with God right there in your in your home. Amen. 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 Praise God.
Praise God. As you were talking, Pastor Mark, I was reminded of a a tape series I'd been listening to recently. It was called Incline Thine Ear. And it was by Brother Hagen. And on one of the tapes, he makes mention of how that the Lord was dealing with his spirit about something, but it, it wasn't any words that he was hearing. There was nothing that was coming to his head. He was just noticing that the Lord kept doing something in his spirit. And it just, I know that could seem repetitive. Maybe we know that, but it was just such a, a simplistic point that really ministered to me to where like, that's exactly right. When God, so when you're saying slow down, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I'm just stopping, just slowing down. And I'm just noticing moment by moment, day after day, week after week. God, that's, I believe that's you. There's something stirring in my spirit, something working there. And then the more we give place to that, the more clarity that comes to that. You know, the word talks about in, in his light, we'll see light. Mm-hmm. We'll get, get right. more. And so, uh, yeah, just so another way of God ministering to sort of arresting our thinking, if you would. Yeah. And uh, bringing us to focus on what he's what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As a principle, I think that's, you know, the whole slowing down mm. concept yeah. is something we need. I know it's been forced upon us re- <laughs> recently <laughs> with most people. You've been forced yeah. to slow down uh, in, in some ways. That can be very healthy, mm-hmm. especially uh, when it comes to church, when it comes to prayer, when it comes to worship. Um, we're sometimes so... Um, geared towards entertainment and something changing and moving. And even right now, someone you're tempted, someone's tempted to look away mm-hmm. and to do something else while you're doing this. Let's multitask. I can do four things at once. <laughs> and, uh, and the reality is you can't. Your mind might go back and forth, but you're going to miss something if you do that. And, uh, you know, one of the challenges to, to pray and praying, especially yeah. praying in the spirit yeah. is is our mind starts bouncing around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so easy. Sometimes, you know, I've led many prayer meetings. Sometimes you can't do, go for 10 minutes until someone starts reading their Bible. Mm. And, uh, and it mm-hmm. seems like a spiritual thing to do, but usually it's a yeah. lack of discipline. That's right. Because mm-hmm. they have not trained their mind mm-hmm. to be still mm-hmm. and to be quiet and just mm-hmm. wait on the Lord. Yeah. And there is so much value in that. Yeah. And reading the Word, of course, is of, of huge value. But mm-hmm. uh, to slow down. And listen to the Lord. Mm. And not just listen up here, because mm-hmm. he's not a, a mind, you know. Yeah. Listen inside. Yeah. Even now, even as we're, mm-hmm. we're sharing tonight and as we do mm-hmm. the things we're doing. If you'll listen in here, you'll hear from God. Mm-hmm. You'll recognize some mm-hmm. things that are said. Pastor Doug will pop up with something. He'll say mm-hmm. something. It'll, it, it'll go off right on the inside of you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. and by the way, that's no less God than if Jesus were to appear to you right. and give you the word in some spectacular <laughs> manifestation. Right. That's good. This is one of the ways that he works. Mm-hmm. He works in, uh, by giving a word through one person, and then the person on the other end, the Spirit of God will bear witness with them. Yeah. And it's Amen. like he's on the inside of you saying, Amen. Amen. <laughs> That's right. Amen. Oh, yeah. Yes. And so uh, I encourage you, come on now. Slow down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Slow down. Listen. Pause. Yeah. 
and rest in the Lord. Let your mind be on Him. Let your mind rest in Him. Praise God. You know, in a little bit we're going to, uh, I think in a little bit we're going to take questions. And so many of you are watching online and you can text that number. um, And you can text questions. They should be in the realm of the move of the Spirit, uh, gifts of the Spirit, the, Ho- the Holy Ghost, that kind of stuff, or whatever else comes up in our, to- in our topic, in our conversation and words that we're ministering. If it can stay in that realm instead of, you know, everything under the sun, right? Yeah. you know, who are the Nephilim? <laughs> <laughs> were they... <laughs> Don't open the can. <laughs> <laughs> were they really half-breed angel humans? <laughs> so we don't want to go there is what I'm saying. Um, and you can think of a bunch. Of, but if we can stay somewhat in the context of what we're doing here, then we'll be able to answer some of those in, in, in a little bit. Amen. 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 All right. Oh, Let's yeah. do this for a moment. Why don't we, why don't we just take, take a moment and pray? And when I say that, I say pray in a loose way. Uh, really, praise, uh, worship, and, and, and I don't mean we're going to do that for a half hour or anything like that, but just take a few minutes. And, and if you would, join right on in. This is some of the most valuable things I could recommend to any person in their spiritual life is you stop and praise God. I don't mean sing a song. I mean just speak. Praise words, mm-hmm. thankfulness, worship, mm-hmm. extolling the name of the Lord, and do that out of your own mouth for, for, for just a, a few minutes, and uh, we'll let the presence of God begin to saturate us. Praise mm-hmm. God. Yes. Father, thank you. Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. Praise you. We worship and praise you today. We honor you. We bless you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your very presence. You are our help in time of need. You are our strength, our joy, and our all-sufficiency. We praise you. We worship you. We magnify your name tonight, giving you all the glory, giving you all the praise. We are so thankful for every good thing that you do. Thanks for every good and perfect gift that come down from above. Thankful for you working in our lives, working, working in minds, working in bodies, working tonight. We worship you. We praise your name, giving you all the glory, all the honor. You're so good to us. Father, you're so good. We thank you. We worship you. Thank you for working in the hearts and minds and lives of every person who's participating in this service even right now. Even those stumbling across this message and not planning to tune in, you're working in them right now. Thank you. You grab hold of them. You grab their attention. And draw them in so their mind, their thoughts drift towards eternity, drift towards spiritual things, drift towards you and your love and your life. Thank you for when they call upon you, you answer and help them in their time of need. We give you all the glory, all the honor. And all the praise. All the You're praise. so wonderful. Glorify you. So good. All the praise. So good. So good you are. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Thank you, Father, for when people will press into you, when they will seek after you, when they will call on you, they will find you. Hallelujah. Every time you will respond. And reveal yourself 
a little bit more and a little bit more to them. We give you the praise in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, the Lord is good. The Lord is good. Amen. I want to read something to you from the book of Romans. If you have your, if you have a Bible there, get it out, your Bible app, and uh, um, Romans chapter five. You might be familiar with this. It, it, it tells us, uh, Paul writes here. Moreover, the law entered, verse twenty. I didn't tell you that. Five twenty. Should have picked that up in the spirit. <laughs> Romans 5.20, moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. In other words, he's talking about the law of Moses, why the commandments came, the Ten Commandments and all the other commandments. They came basically to, to show sin so people would realize that sin is present. And so, in other words, sin abounded as a result of the law, but then the, the contrast there, the, the point I want to get to, where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. Amen. I want you to know that it's always that way in God. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Whenever, whenever there's a problem, there's, the solution is bigger than the problem. Amen. If there's sin, the grace is much greater, much more than the sin. Uh, and really, I think you could extrapolate that to... Yep. Uh, to almost any blessing from God. You could say, where there's sickness, where sickness abounds, healing Heal. abounds much Hallelujah. more. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, where poverty and lack yeah. abound, God's blessings and His Amen. abundant provision yeah. abound so much more. Yeah, that's right. um, where, where you could say depression abounds, joy, joy. abounds so much more. Yep. Where in any area we ever lack, there is an abundant supply in God to counteract mm-hmm. and supersede mm-hmm. that deficit in our hearts and in our lives. Yeah. There's Amen. always more of God. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Reminds me of the, the scripture that says, and I think we shared this the last time we met on a Wednesday, but when the enemy comes in like a flood, mm-hmm. the, the Spirit of the Lord raises up a standard against Absolutely. him. Yeah. And so anytime you've got something going on that's, that's the devil, you know, kill, steal, and destroy... God's got a bigger answer for that. Yeah. He's got a bigger answer. Yeah. He, and he is the solution. Yeah. 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 Amen. yeah. And so uh, I just think what that does, if you know that principle, wherever there's a problem, yeah. the answer's there. It's bigger. It's better. It's greater. There's always more God than devil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you teach the, seems like, I don't know what you've taught, but you teach the kids, yeah. you know, big, big God, little bitty devil. That's right. I mean, there's no, there's no comparison. Right. And so there's always more of him. Um, even when you think about what we read about in the book of Revelation about a third of the angels yeah. uh, falling. <laughs> well, that leaves at least two thirds <laughs> there. So we've got the winning team just yeah. in the angelic realm. Yep. Yep. Uh, and that's always the case. Here's, here's what I think that can do for us. There is never a time when a believer should be without hope. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. That's good. Ever. Yes. Good. Never. Mm-hmm. In one sense, the only time, the only place there's zero hope would be hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Even on earth, mm-hmm. people who are, who feel in like they're in despair and yeah. hopeless, 
there's, there's at least a, a glimmer of hope yeah, there. That's right. But for the believer that knows where sin abounds, grace abounds, where yeah. sickness abounds, healing abounds, you know, healing abounds much more. Yeah. That, that principle that God is always mm. bigger. Yeah. God is always stronger. God is always, you know, 10 steps ahead of anything the devil mm. could throw at you. Yeah. Okay. Mm. There should never be a reason for despair. God. We yeah. should never yeah. despair. We should never give up hope and think, oh, man, my life is over. My life is ruined. Baloney. We don't know how powerful the yeah. blood of Jesus is, right. how powerful the anointing is, yeah. how willing God is to work in our lives right. and change things and turn things around. I tell you, he wants to help us more than we want to help ourselves. It's true. It's true. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Amen. I'm reminded as you're sharing the principle and how there's always more grace. There's always more reminded of when I was, the Lord was ministering to me earlier over in Acts 4. It was recounting how that uh, the man at the, the gate called Beautiful had been healed by Peter and John, the Lord working through them. And then the religious crowd, the high priests and all those guys came to them and said, hey, you know, by what power, by what name have you done this thing? And then basically they started preaching Jesus to them. And then they began to threaten them and say that this name, you know, spread no farther. I know we're about the coronavirus spreading today. Yeah. But they were trying to slow the curve on the name of Jesus and <laughs> preaching and teaching in the name. But uh, what those people's response was, you know, is when they had opportunity to maybe hang their head and, and be, you know, cast down. Well, oh, God, you know, they're going to throw us in jail or whatever. On the contrary, I'm going to read this verse of scripture in Acts 4, uh, verse 23. It says, says, and being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. But I want you to notice that they did not stop there. Mm-hmm. They didn't just continue to talk about the sin or the yeah. negativity. Yeah. But it goes on and said, when they heard that, when those with whom they were speaking, when they heard that, said they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God. You have made heaven and earth and the sea and all that in them is. Lord, you are God of heaven and earth who's made the sea and all that in them is. And if we read the rest of that story there, it goes on just talking about how they prayed, the place was shaken together, and that they continued to go out and minister in the, in, the, in the name of Jesus, and signs and wonders were wrought by his name. And then it gets to the verse 33, and it says, and with great power uh, gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was a Pawn them all. That may be a time to slow down right and, just, and just ponder what that just said. And great grace was upon them all. I believe that great grace <laughs> is upon us all. Amen. Yes. Amen. Every, everybody. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. For yeah. sure. And because. Because yeah. of the present distress, <laughs> yeah. what does that mean? Because yeah. the world is under distress right now. Yep. Yeah. You know? yeah. yep. I mean, great pressure, all this stuff. What does that mean? That means the answer is so much better, so much stronger, That's so much right. more than what we're dealing with. That's right. And for a person to despair or be hopeless right now, 
That's, it's just wrong. If you're a believer, uh, knock it off. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Don't, yeah. don't let your mind go there. Yeah. Don't let your thoughts go there. I, I know those thoughts pop into all of our heads, financial things, you know, health things. Those thoughts come to everybody. We should quickly dismiss them. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if, uh, if we are feeling down and hopeless and depressed or mm-hmm. something of that nature, uh, that reveals that we're entertaining wrong thoughts. Mm-hmm. The thought came, and we played it again and again and again and magnified it, turned it into an amplified translation, and, you know, and, and we've been playing. That's the way that we get to a place where we're down, where, we're, where we've lost our joy, where we've lost our peace. We allowed our thoughts to go the wrong direction yep. long enough. Yeah. And, and I think most of us know if we do that long enough, it's more difficult to change them yeah. because we're establishing habits and patterns of negativity. And, uh, but we've got to interrupt that. If we find ourselves entertaining those thoughts to the point where we feel it, mm-hmm. and you think yeah. the wrong things long enough, you'll feel yep. those thoughts, yeah. yep. meaning your emotions will follow it. Yep. And you'll feel down and feel low. And, and I think it's so essential that we grab hold of our thoughts mm-hmm. and, and start changing what we're thinking about until we feel it. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Yep. Mm. All right. Amen. In other words, feel it in, feel yeah. it in the right way. Yep. If I think God's thoughts long enough, there you go. I'm going to be happy. Yes. I'm going to be joyful. Mm-hmm. All right. But if I'm thinking the enemy's thoughts, no matter where they come from, if I'm thinking his thoughts long enough, I'm going to end up depressed. I'm going to be down. I'm going to, be, I'm going to feel hopeless. I'm not going to be able to see a brighter day. You know, hope is an expectation of a better, a better tomorrow. And so if I'm not feeling that, I need to change the way I'm thinking. I have mm-hmm. wrong thoughts about my life, about something, about God, something. You had yep. something to throw in? You know, I, w- I was just sitting there thinking, um, as we do a lot of counseling, and, uh, you know, that seems to be a tough thing for people to grasp, Pastor, is well, how do I get my thoughts to stop? Mm-hmm. And so um, I want to ask you, because I know what I, I advise people to, to say, what, what would your advice be to people at home right now on that statement of how do I get those, those, mind, those thoughts to stop? Well, yeah. Pastor Doug probably has a good answer yeah, to that. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> we do a lot of the same counseling, yeah. I do have an answer. Uh, you want, why don't you do, I could answer it, but you... Seems sure, like you've sure. got something over there. I do. Um, I was just, I would, I would just answer that by saying, displace them. Displace yeah. them with His Word. Don't try to just stop doing something. Try to start doing something. Yeah. And so when you put His Word in your in your mind, and you're constantly feeding on His thoughts, uh, eventually the other thoughts go away. And and you know, one thing I think of is, you know, if the if the enemy's thoughts and his words can can cause you to feel it in a negative sense, how much more can God's words change that around and make you feel full of joy, make you feel full of peace? His words are so much stronger. His words are everlasting. His words are so so much sure. And, uh, and, And when you start feeding on that over and over and over again, it's like, you know, you can soon forget that, wow, I, I was depressed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was anxious. I was worried about something. What? I can't, that, that just seems illogical now. Well, that comes by, because you've displaced those thoughts 
with God's word, and his word is, is, is it's life, it's health, it's spirit, and it's what we need to, to, to stay out of that mindset of despair, mindset of, of dysfunction. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, you know, the, the word says, renew your mind daily. Yeah. Not just by what you want to think. It says renew your mind daily with the word of God. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I, used to, I used to say this to myself all the time when I was still a police officer, mm-hmm. knowing it was coming time to step into the ministry and dealing with all of the thoughts of why do I still have to go to do this job that I don't want to go do, <laughs> but I know I need to, right? And so I would, I would tell myself the whole way to work as I'm not happy about going to do that job anymore, I was like, no, I am happy and joyful. And it didn't start out that way, Pastor Doug. Yeah. But the more I said it, the more I said it on the way to work, by the time I would get to work, I would find myself joyful. I'd find myself yeah. laughing going, you know, and I would fake laugh. I'd be like, no, I'm glad I'm going to work. This is awesome. And by the time I got there, I was like so thankful that I had a good job and good yeah. people to work with. You know, speak the word of God into your life mm-hmm. and over your life. And greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. And, and so if you're struggling with, with your thought life out there and stopping that, that train going down the track to places it shouldn't go, mm-hmm. you know, speak the word of God into your life where greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. And, and I'm a man of God and men of God don't think that way. Men of God don't get frustrated. Men of God are thankful for where they work. And so... Those are, those are tricks that, yeah. that I've learned. Mm-hmm. You know, and if, if you want to focus on something good, which yeah. I think we all do, right. um, identify what you're troubled about, what you're saddened about, mm. uh, and avoid it. I mean, one temptation, of course, now, is for, especially as people are home more, is to sit there and watch the news reports mm. over and over and over and mm. over again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, most media tends towards the negative. Yeah. Yep. And so I'm not saying you can't watch a little and find out what's going on, but avoid just watching it constantly yeah. because it's a negative. It'll, it'll make you depressed. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, that, that principle works with, um, in, works in relationships. I mean, how many, how many, marriages have kind of gone off the rails because husband or wife or both constantly think about what the other person is not doing for them mm-hmm. or what they don't like about them. And if they would simply turn that around and start focusing on being thankful for appreciating what the good qualities of that other person, it's like kind of like what you were saying, Pastor mm-hmm. Doug, about the displacement. Yep. But uh, after a while, you, you kind of forget that they, they go away. The things yeah, that annoyed you, like, why did I let that bother me so much? <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's the same. Mm-hmm. They didn't change, <laughs> yeah. but your perspective changed. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Amen. 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 <laughs> Amen. I was going to say, I, I'm reminded, you know, we've heard saying many years ago that when I, when I say what God says about me, it changes the way I feel. Mm-hmm. So, uh, which, you know, um, also reminded that <clears throat> somewhere in my Bible I have written down, written down that I, I can't outthink the devil, but I can't out talk him. And so when I have these thoughts, good. That's good. when I have these thoughts that are bombarding me and trying to harass me, let's just say hypothetically 30 times a day or whatever, then it's like, then I need to open up my mouth 
and, and as Joshua exhorts to be meditating in that word day and night, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, and saying what the word of God says about me more mm-hmm. than those 30 times. Yeah. Not that I want to get entangled in some type of battle with the devil like that and try to wear you out. No, I'll just do like Jesus says, and it is written, it is written. Mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, I'll, and I'll name, name that. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I, I've, seen, I've seen people come out of depression with one word. Just one word, mm-hmm. one of one of his words. All of a sudden, it's it just comes alive to them. It's it's like a rhema word. It's mm. it's real, and uh, and it's like I don't know why that wasn't real to me before, but now it is. And uh, and they just come right out of depression just just with one word. And like and God can totally quicken His word to you. Yeah. He can totally bring it to life inside of you. He can make it real to you to where. The, the lies that you've been even contemplating and thinking about for years can just instantly be countered, instantly be destroyed because the Word of God, it's like it pops off the page or it comes out of someone's mouth and just punches you in the chest. And, and, and that's, that, that's all it takes. It doesn't necessarily take, i gotta go, I got to go read the Word, this, this one scripture 30 times a day, 50 times a day, whatever it is. You just need one word from God that totally breaks that bondage, yeah, and and all of a sudden, oh, that, that lie is gone. That that yes. it gets replaced with the truth. So, yeah. yeah. And, and, and let me let me add this: when you receive a word from God, mm. a word out of the book, a word by the Spirit, um, it's intended to replace those contrary thought, those contrasting thoughts in our mind. Mm-hmm. It, it's one thing to be saved. That's the most important thing. But it's another thing to have that salvation affect your thoughts. Yeah. Yes. Someone said, well, I still believe in God. I believe he loves me. Good. But what do you think about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so many times we do have good beliefs in the sense of we're committed to them. We, if you ask us about our belief statements, we believe some right things, some true things about God. But you can do that and then go all day long and think about wrong things. Yeah. What's your experience? It's not going to take heaven away from you in the, you know, in the end. It might take heaven away from you in your experience right here and now. We cannot entertain and play again and again wrong thoughts and expect to live a good life. Amen. It just, it just doesn't work that way. No. Amen. Did you have something you want to throw in? Or you know where I'm going? Well, no, I don't. Okay, go ahead. But yeah, I was, um, yeah, I'll wait. Go ahead. All right, I wanted to read uh, Proverbs uh, chapter 4. Proverbs 4 and verse 23. It reads here, uh, Keep your heart with all diligence. Now, the word keep there could also be translated guard. Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. And so... That's a little bit what I'm talking about when, when I say, um, if you're not feeling good, if you're not, if you're feeling down or uh, hopeless, um, you're thinking wrong thoughts. Another, another word, another way to say that: you haven't been guarding what comes in. Mm-hmm. And if you put up a guard, put up a, a, a fence, uh, have some restrictions on what's allowed to play in your mm-hmm. mind. Yes. You know, what's that saying people use sometimes about not letting the devil rent space in their brain or something yeah. like that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, you have to put some restrictions up that say, uh, th- 
that, that not every thought that comes to you, one, you're not going to say it. Mm-hmm. But two, you're not going to just think about it again and again and again. Or lay in bed at night pondering the worst case scenario. Yep. All right. Let's not ponder the worst case scenario. Let's ponder the best case scenario. Right. Yep. Let, let's let's, ima- let's lo- use our imagination. Come on. To see God working in us, to see opportunities opening up, to see finances coming from ways we've never, uh, you know, thought possible, to see ourselves doing those things that we uh, maybe in a physical sense are restricted from doing now. Uh, See, use your imagination and let it be inspired by the Spirit of God. Guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flow the issues of life. Mm -hmm. So my experiencing life is connected to what I allow myself to, to think about. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Yeah. Well, look, look over then at, at Philippians. You might be familiar with this. Uh, Philippians chapter 4. You could, we could read the whole thing. We won't about what it says there. Um, I'm in Ephesians. Uh, Philippians 4. Let me find the place I want to be. Uh, Well, um, verse 9. Is that the one I want? No, verse 7. It's in the middle of a sentence. Philippians 4, 7, after, after praying and giving thanks, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So, uh, not worrying about things, as in verse 6, but praying and giving thanks allows the peace of God, and he uses that same language there, will guard your hearts. So how do I guard my heart? Well, here's one way. Instead of worrying about things, pray about them. Mm-hmm. That's good. Some people worry. Some people pray. Some people worry their prayer, worry out loud and call it prayer. Mm. <laughs> and they say, oh God, <laughs> worry, 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 worry. Right? (laughs) That's not really prayer. That's not what he's talking about. It's really that exchange going on. Mm -hmm. Instead of worrying about something, pray about it. And then what happens? The peace of God comes and and, and guards your heart. Uh. It it, it protects your heart when you do that. Won't the peace of God guard everyone's heart? No. Mm -mm. Because some people are renting out space to the enemy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Some people are letting themselves get on that, that, you know, that pathway of negativity and pondering the worst case and what could happen. And therefore, the peace of God is basically blocked. Yeah. It's kept out of their heart yeah. instead of that peace being a protector of their heart. Amen. Amen. Yeah. You, you know, one of the, one of the <clears throat> great things that I've learned about, about that pastor is um, going over those verses. And it's almost like a self-barometer. It's almost like a, a self-test of of my faith and trust with the Lord is um, if I'm worrying about something or if you're worrying about something, um, this doesn't always feel good right off the, off the bat. But I've realized that I'm not trusting him with those things. Because if I'm going to prayer 
with the Lord. And if I really believe that Jesus is always interceding for me at the right hand of the Father, then why am I continuing to worry? So I've had to answer some questions of myself. But once I've realized, no, I do trust him because his word says so. His word says that I'm a son of God and that I have favor. Yeah. You are a son of God. You have favor. And you, you are blessed beyond anything, man. He, God doesn't want us hurt. Right. He doesn't want us hurting or, or having a tough time down here on earth. We're supposed to be the light to the, to the world. And so I would encourage you to just sit back and realize, okay, I have an opportunity for growth in this area. And you've already won. You're just learning how to trust him in that area and say, no, I'm going to give this burden to you. It's not mine to bear. And I trust that your word brings fruit. And that's, that's been something that, um, you know, as blessed as I am to, to be seated here with, uh, with the, these pastors, that's something I've learned from Pastor Mark and is that, well, do you trust him? Mm-hmm. And it's like, hmm. <clears throat> I'm going to have to answer that in some, some quiet time. But once I do with the Lord, all of a sudden it's like, I don't have to worry about that anymore. Dad's mm-hmm. got it. I mean, it's, it's just like us as parents when we tell our kids, you know, especially if you have young kids, hey, son, I've got that for you. Right. Hey, daughter, I've got that for you. They don't ever question it. Our kids never question where food's coming from. Right. They know mom and dad are going to feed them. Yeah. And so it's that, it's that type of trust that I think also brings this freedom of, nope, God's got it. Yep. Amen. Yeah. And he is the solution. It reminds me of uh, Matthew 6. Where, where Jesus is talking about not worrying. He's mm-hmm. saying, you know, how many of you can add one cubit to your, to your height through yeah. worry? And, and you actually look up what worry does. It actually stunts your growth. It actually mm-hmm. causes you to grow shorter. It's, it's interesting. Oh. Worry actually hinders you from receiving the very thing you're yeah. worried about. It's, it's the counter of faith. It does right. the opposite of it. And, uh, and I just think of, you know, when, when, when God's your source... When you look to him and say, I'm not going to worry about these things, um, he's, he's there to answer. He's there yeah. to give, give the solution, and he is the solution. Yeah. And, you know, one thing, one thing that I was pondering earlier was just, um, when, you know, you kind of find out what you're made of when you're faced with something. Yes. And, and you, you say, okay, who's my, what's my solution or who's my solution? Is it call up mom and dad? Yeah. Or is it? You know, hopefully the government takes care of me or something. Yeah. Uh, but God, He's He's called Himself. I am your provider. Yeah. I am I am the one who takes care of you, and and when we go to Him, I think it really honors Him. Mm-hmm. When we go to Him, I think He I think it blesses Him. Yeah. When we're like like yeah, we don't need anything natural. We don't need other people's answers. We have the answer, yeah. and that's that's our Father in heaven. And, uh, and there's scriptures, you know, Hebrews 4, 16 talks about, mm-hmm. you know, talking about grace, that we can go boldly to the throne yes. room of grace in time of need. Yes. And, uh, and he's there to, to meet us. And sometimes, you know, you might be feel cooped up at your home or something. Go, 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 go to the throne room of grace. Go to your father. He is the solution. Um, don't go looking for answers elsewhere. Go to him, his word, go to his throne room. We have full access to him and he desires to meet with us. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, we, I don't know about you, but I have extra time on my hands <laughs> and, you know, like I'm not out doing anything in the evenings. So I have plenty more time to say, God, I'm going to go to you. I'm going to, I'm going to go meet with you. And, and, you know, when we go to him, it honors him, 
But we get real answers and we get real solutions to real life problems that, that aren't just, you know, oh, I feel blessed now. Oh, I feel, you know, I feel better. Mm-hmm. No, they're, like I'm talking about stuff showing up that's natural things yeah. that you need. I'm talking about answers about job situations, yes. direction for your mm-hmm. life, yeah. what you're supposed to do with your business in this time, what mm-hmm. you're supposed to do with, with loved ones, yes. what God wants to do through you. You have to, you have to seek him out on. It's not just going to show up by accident. You have to go to him. You have to turn to him. And when you do that, answers are there. His, his, he's faithful to answer us, and he's faithful to give us what we need. He's a good father. Jesus talked about, you know, who asks, who, who of you that when you, when your kid asks you of a, uh, for some bread, mm-hmm. you give him a stone. Yeah, it's yeah. like Jesus is saying, come on, you're, you're a carnal parent, and yet your father loves you so much more. How much more is he going to give you those things that you need? And so, turn to him. He's the solution in this time. He's not, he's not the problem. He's not the start of. He's not the cause of the problem out there. He is the solution. He wants us to run to Him. He wants us to lean on Him. He wants us to believe Him. Yes. Believe Him that He's going to take care of you. Believe Him that you really don't have anything to worry about. No matter how bad it looks in the world, no matter how bad other people are doing, it doesn't really matter. He, what He said is true. And when you stand on that, it, it's like all of a sudden you give Him the access to yes. do what He wanted to do the whole time. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, while Amen. Pastor Bill was sharing a minute ago, something came up in my heart, this little phrase, and it was, it's this, uh, believing the best will put your fears to rest. Amen. Amen. And that's what we're talking about here. Yes. Basically, a lot of what we're sharing mm-hmm. is, is to give us something to attach our brains to mm-hmm. or our minds, you know, right. to, to give us something to think on. Mm-hmm. Whenever you hear a promise, whenever you hear about yes. God's love, his his desire to bless and not curse and to, to bring good things into our life. It gives us something to attach our thoughts to. That's right. It gives us something to meditate on. So I don't know what to put in my mind. Now you do. Yes. Yeah. I mean, these are just some yeah. small samplings. Uh, and as you, you, you ponder on what, what you think about, it, you think you imagine good things happening because that's what God wants to do. Mm-hmm. What happens? You're no longer afraid. That's right. Your fears have just been uh, reduced to nothing. Mm-hmm. They no longer control. They no longer paralyze. They no longer keep you up at night. They, they, the enemy comes at people all day long yeah. regarding their health. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you don't know what, wonder what this is. Oh, wonder what you've got now. What do you think that is? That could be, and it could be, you know, all kinds of imaginations of neg- negative things happening. But we've got to say, no, I'm not going to receive that. No, mm-hmm. I'm just not going to think that. Lord, mm-hmm. I give you all the glory. Everything's going to be fine. Yes. One, that, that's a statement I've used on a, no, a number of occasions. It just, it just uh, resonates with me. Sometimes inside, I just say, thank you, Lord. Everything's going to be fine. Mm, yep. And maybe that's not a big enough vision for you because I know he's a God of more than enough. And he's not just a God of okay and fine, but, you know, it's going to be amazing. But just in the sense of contrasting things going south, things falling apart. No, no, Lord, I believe in you. Everything's fine. Yep. Everything's fine. I'm not going to worry about anything. Not going to be concerned. Ah, uh, it'll be okay. Yep. Ah, the money will come in. Ah, this will turn around. Oh, I'll know when I need to know. I'm going to have the answer to that problem. It's going to be fine. And sometimes the tone of your voice reveals what you really believe. Oh, oh yes. Right. You know, yeah. we can try to convince ourselves while we're saying it. Or you rest. Yes. Slow down. Yeah. 
focus. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> I know you. Right. I know who you are. I know your grace. It's able to make me stand. Mm-hmm. Oh, everything's going to turn around. Everything's going to be just fine. I'm going to look back mm-hmm. on this. It's going to be no big deal. You are faithful mm-hmm. to sustain me, to direct me, to order my steps. Everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to turn around. Come on, is anybody saying that about their own, mm-hmm. their own selves, their own lives? Mm-hmm. Come on now. Believe with me. Say it about your own self. Say it to the Lord. Say it in faith. Trust Him. Come on. You honor Him when you praise Him. You honor Him when you say, it's going to be fine. It's going to turn around. My body's going to heal. My finances are going to come back. Everything is going to turn around. Everything's going to be all right. You honor Him when you trust Him with your life. Yeah. Amen. Praise God. And refusing to to be down, refusing to be in in some kind of despair honors the Lord. Mm -hmm. Yes. It really does. Yeah, you know... um, Pastor, what, what really is kind of stirring me up of what we're speaking about is a lot of people in the, in the world will sit back and say, oh, what do you mean? Just start imagining. So, you, so you're just believing that if you imagine something, it can happen. No, this is the word of God, too. In, in Ephesians uh, chapter 3, in verse 20, it says, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think. Right. Or think. God gave us an imagination. Mm-hmm. He, I, I look at this verse sometimes like this, that he, uh, he said, according to the power at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. All generations hasn't ceased, so he's, he's still waiting. But I look at this verse when he says, abundantly than all that I ask or think. Well, he, he gave me an imagination to challenge him then. He's always sitting back probably going, really, that's all you expect of me? That's you're the best you can think of? And so he's waiting to give us and to bless us and uh, far greater than what we can even imagine. Right. It's not an imagination that we believe in. Yeah. And if people don't know the heart behind this, yeah, yeah, they can pick this apart and say, you're not submitted to God's will and all this kind of stuff. And we're not talking about going outside of the the word, the promises of God, outside of his... The scope of his plan. He's still Lord. He says something. We follow Amen. that. Mm-hmm. In the context of a relationship with God and the redemptive rights that we have as children yes. and all his promises, imagine away. Yes. Amen. Come on. Come on. <laughs> let let, let the, the Spirit of God will inspire you to yes. imagine good things. That's right. It's the enemy that gets us to That's right. uh, in, uh, imagine yeah. death. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I kept having something come up in my heart. Uh, you were reading earlier in Proverbs 4 about guarding our heart, mm-hmm. right? And it just seems to keep coming back of that. We guard our heart as we guard our thoughts, as we guard our conversation, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. we guard our heart as we guard our thoughts and as we guard our conversation. Uh, Philippians 4, 8, close to where Pastor mm-hmm. Mark was reading just a few moments ago, Remember many years ago, here an illustration of how that this Philippians four eight can serve as like a, a customs for us in our thought life. Like you know, if you're traveling through the airport, you're going through customs. There's only certain things that are allowed to pass through there, and some things are allowed, some things are not. If it's not allowed, <laughs> you're not taking it with you. It's not staying on you. You can't no matter. How much you paid for it. That's right. <laughs> no matter how much it cost you, how long it's been with you, 
It's going. And so uh, Philippians 4, 8 says, Finally, my brethren, whatever things are true, mm-hmm. whatever things are honest, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there be any virtue or any praise, think on these things. You know, And so if I'm sure all of us at some point in time, right, may have, you know, talk with a spouse or talk with a friend or whatever, maybe about someone's going through a problem or, and maybe border on the edge of a little bit of gossip, you know, instead of really praying for somebody. And so this verse is a great place to where like, yeah, just because something's true, mm-hmm. you know, is it honest? Right. Is it just? Is it of a good report? You know, if it, if it was, if, um, yeah, it's just like think it on the good things. And then I was reminded also, as you guys were talking about, imaginations, you know, in second Corinthians 10, we know that one, right? Mm -hmm. We're in fact, pastor Mark had said, yeah, we're not talking about going outside the word using our imagination. No, we have instructions in second Corinthians 10 that we're to cast down imaginations Mm -hmm. and anything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity, every thought to the obedience of Christ pulling down strongholds. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's like Doug, Pastor Doug earlier, you were talking about how you were alluding to something about how the, the devil, you know, his voice could be loud or something. Yeah. This is a great scripture to where like, yeah, uh, the devil's thoughts may be there, but like, and have strongholds that we would pull down. Yep. Like God wants his word mm-hmm. to have a stronghold Amen. on our mind. That's right. That's, right. That's uh, good. Yeah. Such as that he can do above and beyond anything we ask or think. That's right. God That's wants good. us to have a stronghold yeah. on my mind. Right? <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yeah, you know, it, it is like in Proverbs 4, I, I was reading this as, as Pastor had brought that, that, that scripture up. In verse 20, above mm-hmm. that, uh, above verse 23, it said, My son, be attentive to my words. Mm-hmm. Be attentive means that you're always kind of concentrating on them. Right. You're meditating about them. You're thinking about them. And it says, incline your ear to my sayings and let them not escape from your sight and keep them in your heart. And then down below verse 23, where we were talking about guarding our heart, um, verse 24 says, put away, Pastor, Pastor Mickey, like you were saying, put away from you her crooked speech yeah. and put devious talk far from you. And let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. And again, there's, there's so many more scriptures with that, you know. Uh, set your eyes on things above, not on things below. Mm-hmm. Um, first seek the kingdom and all these things will be given unto you. Uh, right. And so it, it is from, from your heart, your mouth will speak. Yeah. And if we can stop the train going down that path yeah. and take control of our tongues, yeah. which is going to give death or life. Mm-hmm. And take control and say, no, I'm not going to say that. Yep. I'm going to speak life. Yeah. I'm going to speak life into my situation. And the more we do that, mm-hmm. the more life gets into our heart yeah. and the more life comes out of our heart. Yeah. And, uh, and God's word is a living, I always think of it this way. God's word is like a living organism. 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 <laughs> organism. <laughs> Waiting to, yeah. to take, take root and take life, right? Yeah. And so um, I, I, I think of, you know, the, the coronavirus is, is sitting there waiting to attach to people's, you know, lungs and, and so forth. That's just a fraud. It's a, it's a fraud of what God's life is really is. 
God's word is that. Mm -hmm. And if we'll speak his word, his word will take root in us. And his word produces life. Yeah. I'm reminded of what you were saying. There are other verses that Mm -hmm. can support what you're saying. Ephesians 4. 29 says, let no corrupt yes. communication yes. proceed out of our mouths, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace, grace. Yeah. to the hearer. And so we're back to great grace. <laughs> it was upon them all. One reason great grace might be upon you is because maybe you obey this voice. I mean, this verse, yeah. you let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth but only that which is good to the, to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearer. And you are one of the hearers, right? Mm-hmm. So let your, let your own ears uh, hear grace-filled words coming out of your, of your mouth. And um, lastly reminded, too, of that great uh, Second Peter, I believe, yeah, I believe Second Peter 1, 2 through 4, I believe, says that... Uh, Grace and peace mm-hmm. are multiplied, not just added, mm-hmm. but multiplied unto us through the knowledge. Mm-hmm. And so again, we're casting down imaginations and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. I'm going to say what he says about me and it's going to change the way I feel. Yes. It's going to minister grace unto me and uh, I'm not going to let yeah. any corrupt communication come out of my mouth. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to guard my heart by yes. guarding my conversation and my thoughts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to ask you again. What were the words? Conversation and thoughts. And thoughts. Mm-hmm. thoughts yeah. Yeah. Heart think think about that again. Guard your heart. Think about it, the other things we guard. Mm-hmm. We guard our mm-hmm. possessions. Mm-hmm. You may have a safe. We lock our doors mm-hmm. in our homes and our cars and, mm-hmm. yeah. and, and so forth. We guard a lot of things. Um, what should you guard most? Most? Yeah. Uh, more than mm-hmm. anything else, guard the inward parts of you. Mm-hmm. Guard the inside. Yes. It's like we would guard the outside, you know, and our, and our stuff and even our, our bodies. Guard the inside. Mm-hmm. If you were to, uh, if I could make a recommendation of something on the inside that you should guard, put it on the top shelf of things I protect, is your joy. Yes. Mm-hmm. The devil's coming after it. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's coming after your joy. He'll co- people are depressed. Yeah. And when, there's, when turmoil is around us, more people get depressed yeah. because they live from the outside in. Yep. That's, not a, that's not a put down or a condemnation of them. It's just we're all tempted to do that. And if we don't do this, we're going to give up our joy because something hit us from the outside. Mm-hmm. If the devil has your joy, he has you. Yeah. Yeah. He has your joy. He has your strength. Mm-hmm. You're not going to make it. You're going to give yeah. in. You're going to cave. Right. But if you will guard your heart in this regard, I'm not going to give up my joy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stay happy. That's right. Mm-hmm. Now, again, going back to this, if I'm not happy, I'm thinking the wrong thoughts. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm pondering, meditating on the wrong thing continually, and it's stealing my joy. So if the way that I guard my heart in this regard is I've got to maintain proper thinking. Mm-hmm. I've got to maintain God's thoughts in my mind, His promises, His word. If the Lord were sitting in front of you today, and he is, he's right there with you, what would he say to you? What would he say to you about your life and about your future? What would he say about maybe a present uh, struggle or, or, or thing you're battling in your life? What would he say about it? I tell you, his voice would sound a lot like this. Mm-hmm. I, say, I tell you, his promises would sound a lot like what he already said. Mm-hmm. And then you'd, have, then you'd have an opportunity to say, I'm going to take that. 
I'm going to believe that. I'm going to stop worrying about it. Stop being down. Stop being in fear. And I'm going to I'm going to believe the word of the Lord. That is guarding your heart to, yes. to take that word from God. Amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. You guys have anything else? Yeah. When when it comes to joy, you know, joy is not based on your circumstances. Right. Based joy is based off of the reality of the spirit. And when you have when you have the reality of the spirit in your mind, it just floods your mind with joy. I mean. When you know that you've been bought with a price, when you know that you're on your way to heaven, when you know that everything that you need is taken care of, when you have this word of, of, of life inside of you and it's working, joy is the automatic response. And so everything that's coming out from the outside, uh, that, that, that's not what affects joy. Joy is something that comes from the inside. Yeah. And so, so, you know, don't think about it as being, well, I just need everything to line up how I want it to, how I think it should happen, and then, mm-hmm. then I'll keep my joy. No, joy is Paul uh, in the prison singing, singing from the shackles. Yep. That's, yeah. It's Paul in the worst circumstances possible, and he's still praising God, and he's still giving glory to God, and he's still rejoicing. And, uh, and you know, the book of Philippians, I believe, is written in prison, right? Mm-hmm. And he's writing these things about thinking on things, uh, from this place of prison. It's one of the most joyous books in the Bible. And so you, you see that joy is not based off of what's happening to you or the circumstance you're in. It's based off the reality of what God has said, Amen. who he's made you to be, and who he is. And when, when that's your focus, joy is the response. Yeah. I like, to co- I like to contrast that with happiness. Yeah. Mm, right. Happiness is... Oh, were you going that way? <laughs> that way too? Happiness is connected to happenings. Yes. Right. Yep. Mm. What happens to you makes you happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like people say, money won't make you happy. Sure it will. (laughs) (laughs) Hand anyone a roll of bills and see if they smile. It just doesn't last. It doesn't give you joy because it's a temporary. Woo! Yeah. But it's based on the outside as opposed to joy. Yeah. On the inside. Coming from the inside. Yeah. Yeah. I was. I was. I was going to say the same thing, and and that really helped me when I had heard that saying. Was like, oh, whoa. There's a difference between happy and joyful. Mm-hmm. And, and it gave me joy to get that out before you were able to say it. <laughs> it gave me great joy because it came out a lot better than if I would have said it. I think that's happiness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I was much happier when you said I'm pretty sure the Lord gave me joy when I. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, you know, I, I just got I want to I want to pray for somebody. Um, Holy Spirit just reminded me of this, and, and it, it seems right. Um, Paul, whoever you are, Paul, out there watching this, um, and, it, and it's so cool to know that the Lord loves you so much that he's talking to, he's sharing with us, uh, or with me right now, with a word of knowledge about you and your mm. situation. Paul, man, I'm telling you right now, this this... This teaching about the word of your mind and controlling your thought life. Um, this is for you. God has set you free already. You're already saved. Um, I don't know who you are, so to speak. But Paul, I'm telling you, the Lord is telling and wanting you to know that, yes, you're saved. He has set you free. You've been delivered. The curse has been lifted off of you. But right now, you've got to take disciplinary action upon your thought life take captive every thought every thought 
in the name of the Lord and see where those thoughts could lead you and, and take out the initial bad ones and get rid of them. But Paul, I'm telling you right now, there's great days ahead of you. The Lord loves you. He has set you free. I'm telling you, man, there's a huge change coming for your life and your thought life. Meditate and concentrate on things of the Lord and it will start happening. It, it will be accelerated. There it is. It will be accelerated in your life right now from this point on, man. Thank you, Lord. Receive that, Paul, whoever you are. God bless you. Yeah. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Amen. It's, it's interesting. There are many things that we like to, you know, pray for in people. But in, in one sense, uh, you can't really pray that people will think right. Yeah, that's true. Or deal with their emotions and their thoughts and, and so forth in the right way. You know, we can pray for someone all day long, but if, if, and this does happen, they can get a deliverance, they can get a healing, they can get a victory, uh, they can get joy. But um, if they leave that experience of victory and being set free by the Lord and then go back and immediately jump into those old thought patterns, it's only a matter of time till they end up back in the same place. Yeah. yeah. And so some things you can pray, but yeah. sometimes we just have to do this. That's right. Yes. That's right. Yeah, well, sometimes I'll, I'll, when I'm ministering to the kids, that's one thing I'll use is, is I'll say, uh, you have superpowers. Yes. They're like, what? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you have mind control powers. Yeah. And they, get all, they all get all excited. And I said, you can control your mind. <laughs> it's mind control powers. And, and the, the cool thing is there's no one else that can control your mind. The devil can't control your mind. God can't control your mind. Uh, your parents can't control your mind when I'm talking to kids. Uh, the only one who can control your mind is you. You've been given that power, that authority. That's your, that's your realm of having full dominion. And, uh, and so you can really relate your experience in life to your thinking. And so, you know, this, this really gets rid of the, the victimhood mentality yes. where, where you're just, oh, these bad things have happened to me. So this is the circumstance I'm in and I can't do anything about it. Well, the way you think really has a huge impact into your experience, into what does happen. And so, you know, what you experience is directly tied to that. So you could say that a lot of the things that you deal with, a lot of the problems that, you're, that you might be having, uh, maybe, maybe not corona-related, but uh, the, a lot of the things that are happening is because of a, of a thought process. It's a mentality of, of, of defeat, it's a mentality that doesn't have victory with it. And so that victorious mindset will cause you to look at problems differently. You'll have the perspective of, oh, this is what Pastor Mark was talking about. Oh, this is easy. I'll get through this. This, is, this will be water under the bridge soon. God's got an answer for this. Mm-hmm. Money's going to come in, whatever it might be. But that mindset will produce an experience that's different. And so don't have the victimhood mentality of, oh, I just this is, this is the way things happen. It's, it's always been this way. Well, that's probably because that's the way you think. And the way you mm. think is going to determine a lot of what the outcomes are and a lot of what your experience is going to be. So it's, it's so important. It has, it's, not just, it's not just, you know, your, how your mind's doing. We're not talking about your mind just for you to have, you know, go through, go through hell in this life and, and then, you know, be happy in, in, your, in your mind. Like, oh, I'm just, I'm happy here, but my experience is horrible. No, you're, you're getting your mind renewed to his word yes. will change that experience. It'll have a positive effect on your life. So. For sure. And, and if, a, if a person thinks 
you know, I just can't do this. I just can't control, I can't control my thoughts. Yeah. I can't seem to get a hold of, of my thoughts. Um, well, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. yes. and, and again, I don't mean that in a, uh, a harsh way or anything, but you mm-hmm. go back to Philippians 4, 8. Mm-hmm. Paul wrote, inspired by the Lord, he gave a list of the ways that we are to think, and he said, he said think on or meditate on these things. Mm-hmm. You think this way. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, why don't God just fix my problem? <laughs> <laughs> because some of it is tied to how we think. Yeah. Yes. And so he told us, think this way. Yeah. What if I don't? Mm-hmm. Well, then I don't get the blessings of God mm-hmm. in, that, in that arena. Mm-hmm. Then I don't get to experience God's best. If I refuse to get a hold of my thoughts, I do not get to experience everything that comes by meditating on the right things. Mm -hmm. No matter how many people are praying for me, no matter whether my salvation experience was real or not, if I refused to get a hold of my thoughts, and someone said, well, that's hard. I realize to some degree these things are work, and you may solicit the help of of friends. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And surround yourself with things like this. Mm-hmm. And when the church gathers, again, get there as much as possible. Do as, as much as possible. Do as many things you can to help you to think right. Yeah. That's right. And to maintain those positive thoughts. And, and, and when I say positive thoughts, God's word is positive. His promises are positive. Mm-hmm. But if he told me, think this way, mm-hmm. I cannot just think any old crazy way that I feel like in the moment and think I'm going to have the same result. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I need yeah. to think that way. Amen. Reminds me of the, the scripture. Um, the last time we met on a Wednesday night was, uh, God's not given you a spirit of fear, mm-hmm. but a spirit of love power and a sound mind yeah. and uh and i looked up what the sound mind meant and a lot of places it's it's translated actually a disciplined mind mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. mind that's disciplined and so the spirit mm-hmm. that god gave you gives you the power to have a disciplined mind so thinking oh i can't it's so hard controlling my thoughts no one of the fruit of the spirit is self-control yes, that's right. so the mm-hmm. spirit of god will give you the ability to take dominion over your thoughts, to take control of your thought life. Mm-hmm. And so you have, got, got, you're not short of anything from God as far as the necessary grace or ability to have a good thought life. That's, he's done everything on his end, and it's worked. And, and what he's done is sufficient for you to have a thought life that's like Jesus' thought life. Yeah. You know, you've been given the mind of Christ. And uh, when you apply that, when you receive that, it really does produce his thoughts and his life in your life. Yeah. You, you know, one of the things that I would encourage uh, all of us to do, but if you're, if you're having a difficulty with thought life and controlling your, your thought life, um, I would encourage you every time you start having that wrong thought, go to the word and read the word until that thought's gone. That thought, that bad thought can't be there when you're reading the word. Right. It may take 40 minutes because it's a new path that you're you're creating it's not the old path that's beaten down and easy to walk through it's a new path but i would encourage you um that when you're having you're starting to have that thought open in the word and just start reading the word until that old thought goes away and you start realizing that you have peace and every and the more you do that the less those thoughts will come or the less temptation that the devil will come at you because he'll realize Oh man, if I if I tempt Pastor Doug with this thought, he's just going to read the word. 
<laughs> I'm strengthening him. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. I'm strengthening him with God's word. I'm done doing that to him. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and again, I'm speaking from personal experience from, you know, eight, eight-ish years ago. That's what I did. I was like, okay, I'm going to read the word until that thought goes away, until that frustration goes away, or until, until that anxiousness goes away. I'm going to read the word. And, and it was something he, I wrote down in my word in, in Philippians 4, uh, 6 area. It's, it says, do not be anxious about anything. He mm-hmm. gives us clear direction. So, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. Well, if I do that, well, then I'm not being anxious anymore. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. But if I don't do that, I am going to be anxious. Sure. And so I, I learned by, the, by what Holy Spirit shared with me was, hey, do... Do verse, do verse, uh, the ending of verse six, where it says, but in everything by prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, and the anxiousness will be, be lifted. It will be taken away. And by doing that, then I get to verse, I get to verse nine, eight, uh, into verse eight, where it says, but whatever's true, whatever's honorable and whatever is just. See, I gave everything to prayer to the Lord. It stopped being from anxious. Then all of a sudden I started concentrating on things that were good and holy and honorable and righteous. And it changed everything for me. And if it works for me, you know, um, it will work for you. Miss Amy always has a great saying since I, I've, I've been around her. She's like, God's no respecter of persons. If he'll do it for one, he'll do it for another. So if he's done it for me, he'll do it for you. Yeah. You know, there's, there's something about uh, um, people that make this easier mm. or more difficult. Mm-hmm. And there are some individuals that the associations you have are making it hard to for you to win. Mm. They're mm. making it difficult for you to get and keep victory in your life. And what I mean by that is they're so full of fear. They're so negative. And they're just quick to spout off anything that's, that's a negative report, anything that can go wrong. And if you surround yourself with that conversation and find yourself even agreeing with them, you're not going to get the, pers- the personal victory that you need. At minimum, start a disagreeing. Say, no, I don't believe that for me, though. I believe God's working. Mm-hmm. I believe what God's word said, and it says this. This is what I've been thinking about. Yes. And, uh, and sometimes you just need to remove yourself from the conversation. Remove yourself from the presence, yeah. remo- you know, and, and get around people who are, who are positive, people who are thankful, who, mm-hmm. people who have joy and have the victory themselves. Mm-hmm. And so, um, again, we just need to recognize people do make things easier or more difficult for us Mm -hmm. um, when we spend a lot of time with them. And so take heed. I tell you, the Lord wants to get you, get get you into a place of victory in this area of your life. Amen. uh, You know, basically in every epistle, I believe it would be fair to say that pretty much any epistle that was written to the churches was in some form, uh, somewhere, uh, correcting some Mm -hmm. of their thinking. Yes, or guarding true. them against wrong beliefs, particularly mm-hmm. like in 1 John. Right? Mm-hmm. And in Galatians chapter 3, the very first yes. verse, it says, O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus has been crucified mm-hmm. among us. But then you go up just a verse above that, and Paul in that same context is basically like saying, I'm not going to think in line with the law, I'm going to think and keep my eyes on Jesus. And I love this verse here, and it goes along even with what we're talking about tonight. <laughs> it says, I do not frustrate 
the grace mm-hmm. of God. For if righteousness comes by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. So you know what? Like you may think, well, first of all, I love that point. Let me go back. I love that point Pastor Mark was just making about how that, yeah, reality, maybe you're hanging around ungodly counsel, the wrong company, and those thoughts are just sort of attaching themselves to you, you know, and mm-hmm. so uh, that's one way to, yeah. to clear that up, yeah. right? But uh, yeah, so I do not frustrate the grace of God. I'm trying to think, where did that thought go I just had? <laughs> I had something else. I thought it was good, too. <laughs> I don't know. Frustrate the grace. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. So there's up. grace. So there's you grace. Got it back. Hey, got it back. Sh- I just came back. <laughs> so there's grace for you to think. God's thoughts. You there may you, you yes. may not think that you can right now, but again, we go back to 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 3 through 5, pulling down strongholds. If if there's a strong hold on your thinking, that kind of thinking may think that I can't think that way. It's like, well, you know what? There's grace for that. And so like just encourage you to, you know, to, to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might and not your own. And even if you think you can't do it, just like, hey, in, in, his, in my weakness, his strength yes. is made perfect. And so I'm going to not frustrate God's grace. I'm going to begin saying what he says about me. Yes. And when I do that, not only is it going to change the way I feel, the Holy Spirit, is that's what he's going to bear witness to. He's not going to bear witness to the you know, or whatever it is, the negativity, the ungodly counsel, he is going to bear witness with his word. That's the thing he's going to say amen to. And uh, he will reach down and kiss you, if you will. Bless your soul, bless your spirit. And and he will uh, confirm his presence, his word. And that, yeah, that's the right thing. That's sort of like we started talking one of the early things where on that tape series I had mentioned where the Lord was dealing with the, the person's spirit. It wasn't necessarily even a word, but it's like he was dealing with the person's spirit and trying to get him to go a certain way. Well, you know what? God's maybe, I believe God's dealing with your spirit to go this way. Believe that you can. But even if you don't believe right now, just open up your mouth. And don't try to outthink the devil. Just outtalk him. Just say what God says about you. Amen. Amen. Pastor, praise God. Do you remember? It made a huge impact on me. Um, oh, probably seven-ish years ago. Um, and you were given a, a teaching series, a sermon about um, renewing of the mind, and it had such a freeing effect on me of the analogy you used about if you had a picture of of glass, a uh, pitcher of milk filled. Mm-hmm. How many, how much water would that take to get all of that milk and the, the mm. particles of the milk out of there before it was a clean pitcher of, of water? Do you remember that analogy you used? Yeah. I think that would really, it set me free. Yeah. Well, the, the analogy, it's, it's the principle is what Pastor okay. Doug mm-hmm. mentioned earlier about yeah. displacement. Mm-hmm. Instead of trying to remove all the bad, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to think about this. I'm not going to think about that. Right. You know, instead of trying to just remove everything negative, the idea is to replace it with something positive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the image, a glass of milk, yeah. you could set it under the faucet 
turn the faucet on and just let the water pour in. It's only a matter of time until there's no more milk in it. Yeah. Right. It will it will push that that milk out. Yep. Likewise, meditating on the word of God will eventually, not in an instant, but eventually displace ungodly thoughts. Yes. Yep. So, yep. it's a good, you know, it's one of those ways of getting rid of bad stuff mm-hmm. without directly dealing with the bad stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? It's just by focusing on what's true and what's right, yes. what's honorable and just and so yeah. forth. Mm-hmm. So, good, good. Amen. Um, well, we've been talking a while, haven't we? <laughs> you guys are just so full of the Word and the Spirit. Uh, we really didn't know how long we would talk, and obviously we could just keep going. <laughs> we could. <laughs> um, we did want to, since we put it out there, uh, field a, a few questions. Um, I know last week when we did the healing service, we found out afterwards there was like 50 more questions. And so we're, we're not aware of that from this side of the camera. Yeah, we just right. see what we see. Um, but we can take a couple questions. Uh, everybody good? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Good. Unless you got another word from the Lord, because we, we saved everyone their commute time. Tonight. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> right. So, I do have just one more thing. One more thing I would like to share, and that is, you know, uh, for one, I believe, obviously, I believe the Lord's trying to impact our thinking in a positive way and our conversation, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, sometimes, yeah, if we struggle with that, if you fail and say something wrong or whatever, uh, or just maybe if you do something wrong. That's one thing, but like even a higher priority is that, besides just the action, the wrong action that was taken, is that somewhere along that way we overrode our heart. Mm. We overrode our spirit. And that's more crucial and more costly and more sober, if you will, uh, because that's where the reward is. That's where the life is. Uh, and so as the Holy Spirit's dealing with you and, 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 and working in you to will and to do of his good pleasure, I encourage you not to override your heart, yeah. but to listen to your spirit and uh, say what he says. That's all. Amen. Amen. That can be an answer for people right there. Yes. Amen. So uh, I'm, I'm seeing a question that has come in during our time here. A person asked, uh, how do I distinguish between God's voice and my mind speaking to me? Now, let's not answer this for a half hour because that's, <laughs> yeah. that's a great question and we could really spend a whole lot of time on, uh, on it. Uh, I'll start off with saying something and then you can chime in if you ha- have a, a concise and clear answer uh, for this person. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll just say this. We've all been there. Mm-hmm. We've all had mm-hmm. thoughts coming from our mind and we're, at, we're asking, is that God? Is that me? So, for one, don't beat yourself up over it. And don't think you're unspiritual for not being able to instantly and 100% of the time discern all words from God. Um, uh, this is something we grow in. And so, how do I know God's voice? We have a, a really good tool called the Bible. Okay? Here's what I mean by that. I don't mean that the Lord only speaks through this book and He won't tell you, whether you should marry a person or buy a house or take a job or, or, or those type of things that you're not going to find chapter and verse on. I'm just saying his voice is the same here as it is by his spirit. Mm-hmm. And when you're hearing something, uh, when you're reading the word, the spirit of God inspired that, that, that writing. Mm-hmm. That's the same spirit 
that speaks to you regarding specific direction in your life. The more familiar and acquainted you become with God's word here, Mm -hmm. God's word that comes through this teaching or prophecy, uh, it's all the same voice. Mm -hmm. And so it is through, um, through use. It is through continual use and spending more time in prayer and in the word that the voice of God becomes more clear to you. And, uh, and so that's the voice of God. Hallelujah. Amen. I'd, I'd, say, I'd say also that the voice of God is always going to have a certain effect upon you. And that is, what's it going to do? If it's the voice of God, your joy is going to be more full. Your faith is going to be inspired and your hope is going to be encouraged. So the voice of God, if, and if it's his voice and not just your voice, then your, your, your faith your joy and your hope is going to be having a positive effect upon it in a That's godly good. way. Yeah. So, again, good question. We could talk about that for a long, long time. <laughs> but that, uh, that'll be uh, sufficient for right now. So, thanks for asking that question. Um, another person asked, how do I maintain a clear mind? Uh, do I need to pray in the Spirit more? Who wants to answer that? I think a lot of what we said tonight, I'm guessing this probably came in early, uh, but I'm betting a lot of what we talked about tonight was about maintaining a clear mind. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about displacement. Yeah. Uh, We talked about, you know, saying what God says. Yeah. Talked about, you know, making sure your relationships and those people who are speaking into your life that that they're, you know, you're choosing your friends wisely, that kind of thing. So I think all those things answer that question. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously praying in the Spirit. Yeah. is always a help for everything. Absolutely. <laughs> a big benefit. Another person said the, the Bible says the pre, in the presence of the Lord, our joy is full from the Psalms. Uh, if God is omnipresent, why is our joy not full all the time? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's, that's a logical question. And I think most people understand that um, God is omnipresent, meaning he's everywhere at once. But God's presence is not equally manifest everywhere. There are certain parts of the world where he is moving more than other parts. There are certain times in our own lives, even even in what we're doing now, you could say God is uh, presence in a different way. He's the same, but he is more manifest Mm -hmm. um, because of what we're doing. Mm -hmm. We're looking to him. We're speaking his word. Mm -hmm. We're yielding to him. And so on a personal level, yes, God is always Mm -hmm. there and he's always joy. His presence is always joy, but yielding to that presence is another thing. We do that by choice. Yes. Amen. Amen. All right. Good. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say similar, similar thing that his, his presence increases the more that you submit to him and submit to his, his ways, his thinking, the Mm -hmm. more of the, more of the presence of God is going to, is going to be experienced um, you can look at you can look the opposite's true as well. The the places and the people that submit less to God or or zero, you can see clearly that there's less presence there, and at the same time less joy. And so you know joy always follows the presence of God when you, when you're yielding to Him, yielding to His thoughts, yielding to His His ways. Uh, your joy is going to be manifest more and more. His joy in you is going to be man- manifest more and more. Yeah, the very fact that God is everywhere and there's a whole lot of sadness in the world right. demonstrates that we have a part yes. to play in this. Absolutely. Yes. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Another question is, uh, do we have authority over global, over global pandemic healing? All right. Uh, I would say no. Okay. Not as an individual. Do we, can we uh, cast a disease out of the planet? And here, here's the logic for that. That's a big teaching as well. But uh, you saw Jesus minister healing to different individuals. He'd cast demons out of people. Uh, you never notice he didn't cast demons out of the world. Mm-hmm. You notice when he healed people of various conditions and diseases, he didn't cast them off of the planet never to be experienced again. So if any individual could take authority over all disease, over for all time on planet earth, certainly Jesus would have done that. Right. He'd have kicked every demon out. <laughs> He'd have removed every disease from the planet that was present in his day. And so he didn't. He ministered to individuals. Uh, you can resist the devil, but you can't once and for all resist the devil for all time. Right. That'll be when we're in heaven. He's in, you know, <laughs> in the pit. Yeah. Right? And you can be healed of a disease or a sickness. Does that mean you're... 100% healed at all time from that time forward. No, you may have to resist again. You may have to stand on the word again. Anybody want to add? Okay. So, so your authority is jurisdictional to your own life. Yes. And again, that could be a, a, a bigger subject. But um, can't override somebody else's authority. Override someone else's will right. and what they're doing and, yeah. and their funky thinking. Right. They're <laughs> meditating on evil. Yep. Right. Yeah. As much as we want to. Okay. Here's another one, and I'm not going to answer them all, so. Uh, <laughs> how much? <laughs> I had great joy. <laughs> Let's see. How much do you believe the move of the Spirit has to do with the, with the prayer and speaking of the church as opposed to God's timing? Oh, that's a great question, too. I like all these, so I could, good one. we can have fun with them. But anybody want to take it? You know, I, 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 would, I hope this helps you. Um, I believe that the more we speak about God, about his word, he's waiting to perform his word, right? He's waiting to hear his word and perform Mm. on it. And, uh, you know, Pastor Doug and I have had great experiences together where it's like, no, we're going to speak his word. And then what happens, Pastor Doug? He confirms it. He confirms it with signs and wonders. wonders. Mm -hmm. And so if we, if we didn't speak his word, well, then nothing would happen. Yep. Right. And so he's waiting for us as Christians, as sons of gods, of heirs. He's waiting for us to use our authority, our dominion here on earth, to speak his word so that he can accompany it with signs, miracles, and wonders. So, yeah, I believe that we do have that uh, authority. Now, we could also take that. Now, are we talking about when he comes? Yeah. That's yeah. a whole other topic. Well, I mean, you could certainly talk about revivals Mm -hmm. that sweep a nation, sweep the globe. And I really believe those things are connected to prayer. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. some of it may be in the, you know, the timing, if you want to say it that way, of God, a part of Mm -hmm. his plan. But it's how we respond to the promptings of his spirit for us to pray. Uh, I I think a good place to focus is you can have a revival in your life by acting on the word. Yes. Yeah. And we can bring it in our church, mm-hmm. in our sphere by being doers of the word yes. and believing God and op- yeah. exercising our authority. Yeah. And it's, I don't think it's one or the other. I think it's both. Yeah. Right. Let's do what we can do. Let's also pray for the yes. nation. Yes. 
and pray for the nations of the world and pray for, uh, you know, the the knowledge of the glory of God to cover the earth. And so, uh, anyway, excellent question. I think they totally go together. I mean, I think if, you know, a move of God can't happen, if everyone's opposed to it and everyone's resisting it and and everyone's like, no, we're not going to allow that, I think God's going to say, okay, well... If you don't want it, I'll move on. Yeah. And, uh, and and likewise, I don't think it can be just us. I don't think it's just, you know, we, you know, apart from what God wants, um, you know, we can't just fabricate something to happen. Uh, I do believe that God wants to move probably more than we want him to move. Yeah. I mean, I think his, For sure. his, his personality, his mentality is he wants to demonstrate his goodness on the earth. Yeah. And so I don't, I don't think there's any of him holding things back from us. But, yeah. uh, but it, so I, I do think they're intertwined. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Let's take one more question and let's see. Uh, how do I pray for someone who has allowed fear to overwhelm faith? What do you guys think? How would you pray for someone who is basically in fear? Well, I, I would just say from a heart standpoint, first of all, you know, like intercession by its definition is basically like standing in the gap for someone. So a lot of those times you're interceding for someone, it's maybe someone that lacks knowledge of God. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's not a hindrance of praying for them. Also, I'd say from the heart standpoint of approaching that person, like how many times do we see in the old Testament where the Lord said, fear not, mm-hmm. be not afraid. So in other words, his people were, afraid somewhere at some point or otherwise he wouldn't have said that. So just from approaching that person from a heart standpoint, realizing there's grace <laughs> for them. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think one true. of the things that, that I would, I would step to is that uh, I'd be praying for that person's eyes and ears to be open yeah. to the truth. And um, also, you know, in, um, in Ephesians, uh, I believe it's chapter two, where uh, I'd be praying for the spirit of wisdom and revelation to come into their life, mm-hmm. and I would just keep on praying that until until I until I got victory, mm-hmm. until I knew that there was a release of of kind of mm-hmm. like, huh, yeah, we just we just won, you know, and kind of yeah. got a prayer high five, so to speak. Yeah. Um, those are the, that, that's how I yeah. would go about. Good, it. good. I would also say quickly to where remind you of perfect love cast out fear. Yeah. And so love, the love of God inspires our faith. Yeah. If, I'm, if I'm seeking to inspire somebody's faith, get them out of fear, I want to demonstrate, show the love of God to them. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. In, and, and in praying for someone, yeah. the Spirit will also give you direction. Yeah. Because sometimes things can be prayed out, but sometimes mm-hmm. people just need encouraged. They mm-hmm. need someone to speak the word to them. And not everything is fixed through prayer. Mm-hmm. Some things are fixed by what we think about. Mm-hmm. Some things are fixed by speaking a word of encouragement mm-hmm. and a word of faith that will help people to believe. So you look for multiple angles in helping people who are in fear. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Amen. Can, can I share one? Go ahead, Pastor Doug. No, I was just going to tag on to what you guys are talking yeah, about ahead. with that. As, as far as, you know, fear, the Bible talks about fear being a spirit. Mm-hmm. And so we have authority over spirits. So you can, you know, I would say as far as like going to intercession, some of your intercession intercession prayer can be taking authority over a spirit of fear on someone. 
And it doesn't mean you have to like walk up to them and say, you know, put hands on them, but you can, you can do it, you know, from afar without even them knowing. But yeah, when you take authority over the spirit of fear, you can totally cast that off. You can totally set someone free of that. And so, you know, some, sometimes that's the answer. Sometimes it's what Pastor Mark's talking about. It's encouraging. Sometimes it's, it's, it's praying for them in other ways. And so there's probably not one right answer to every situation, but be led. Yeah. You know, um, if I can share this, as Pastor Mickey was, was talking a little while ago is, is when uh, the Lord kind of confirmed it with me, what we talked in the back. Um, and I really, this is going to bring peace to a, a lot of people, and that's how Holy Spirit shared it with me when Pastor Mickey was speaking. Of, hey, I didn't share that with you just to, for you to have peace. I shared it with you so that you could share it with others for them to have peace. Uh, yesterday, I was at my house reading John chapter 2 because that's what the, the reading uh, is going through with the life church right now and, um, the daily reading. And I was reading John chapter two and just thinking about John chapter two. I wasn't thinking about anything else. Um, I mean, out of like left field, the, the spirit of God just was so strong of, I don't know how else to explain it, except there was a tangible, noticeable difference within my spirit of this this virus, this time that we're in, it's lifting. It is, it is, it is lifting. The Lord is, is, is getting ready to be glorified. And, you know, we were talking earlier just a little bit ago about revivals. Sometimes there's a personal revival that, that goes on. Um, you know, thinking, thinking about things he's been reminding me of in prayer for the last, I don't know how long he's been telling me, and it's all making sense as he's reminding. Look, guys, our prayers matter. Our prayers move things. Um, he listens to us and he's waiting to say yes. He's waiting to engage with us. Um, continue that. But I'm telling you this, this time that we're in, it's lifting. Freedom is coming. Victory has been won. Um, we need to start praising him for it and, and start believing. Watch, watch how God gets glorified through what the devil tried to do with sickness. Sickness comes from the devil. And so watch what comes, man. There's going to be a I believe there's going to be a healing revival that is going to be coming um, that has probably already been started in, in other areas of the world. But I'm telling you, God is going to be glorified out of this. And uh, it's up to us to seek him. It's up to us to pray and, and believe and speak. When we speak, we speak God's word and it comes into manifestation in this world. And so it just brings you peace. That word should bring you peace. It's lifting. This, this place where we're at is lifting. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Well, let me pray for you before we uh, end and fin finish things up uh, tonight. Father, thank you. I thank you for each and every person that is uh, watching, tuned in, participating in this service tonight. Thank you that you have inspired us to speak words of life, words to help them think straight, words that would in that lift and encourage. And I thank you for right now the spirit of the lord works takes those words and yes. and and makes them come alive on the inside of them yes. they recognize your voice they recognize your leading and they give no place to the devil Hallelujah. lord thank you for working in every home every life right now we believe in you and we believe in your your working in their lives and we will not allow the enemy to dominate to to depress to to remove joy from our hearts. But we thank you for your presence.
like the question that came in. In your presence is fullness of joy. <laughs> so we are happy and thankful. Glory to God. Full of joy today. You are on the throne and we walk with you every single day of our lives. We follow you and walk in your ways. We walk in your word. We walk in the truth. And thank you, Father. We are your children. We walk in the truth. We resist every lie. We resist every negative thing. Giving you all the glory. We're giving you all the honor and all the praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise God. Well, the Lord is good. Uh, you know, this Sunday is a special day. It is Resurrection Sunday. And so I want to encourage everybody to participate. Uh, get on your, put on your Sunday best. <laughs> and sit on your couch. <laughs> uh, just get ready for a great Sunday. We're going to celebrate the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And let's, let's share and promote and encourage others to be a part of that service like we never have before. E Easter or Resurrection Day is always, you know, a mega Sunday. Tons of salvations and God works mightily. Let's make it be that now independent of how the service takes place. And so uh, I look forward to uh, being with you then.